What is the most valuable thing you own? Now, this is Tuesday, June 20th. And of course, in some ways, this could be a trick question. Why? Well, because you may value a single photograph more than you do your automobile. All the material possessions may be nothing in comparison to a person you love. I remember years ago speaking with a man that had worked a lifetime to gain wealth. He did so and was even more successful, successful than he ever set out to be, that he ever imagined. Later in life, his wife became sick with cancer. By the time I met him, cancer had taken her from him. He told me that all the money he had made and the success he had gained, he would have given in a moment for just another month with his wife. You see, valuing things can be tricky. This week, we look at chapter 13 of the Gospel of John, and we're considering what Jesus said about glory. Here's our text for today, John 13, verse 31 to 32. When he, that's Judas, was gone, Jesus said, Now the Son of Man is glorified, and God is glorified in him. If God is glorified in him, God will glorify the Son in himself and will glorify him at once. Now, as we've learned, this chapter, chapter 13, took place at the Passover meal. While the meal was underway, Jesus told his disciples that one of them would betray him. And the disciples, well, they had no idea who Jesus was speaking about. Judas knew, of course, that Jesus was speaking about him. At that time, Judas left the dinner to complete the arrangements he made with the religious leaders to entrap Jesus that night. When Judas left, Jesus explained that he would, what he would do next would bring glory to the Father. Now, we begin looking at glory yesterday, and as we learned on Sunday in worship, glory is a word that we don't often hear. But this idea was important in the ancient world. The word glory, kabod in Hebrew and doxa in Greek, means weight or significance, heaviness, or value. It can also be used to explain something that is beautiful and brilliant. Now, we also have this idea in our day as well. The hippies, for example, used to say, that's heavy, meaning it's important, significant. Or we will say that a person is a person of substance. There is a gravitas or weightiness to them. By nature, we human beings pursue that which has glory. That's why, as we've learned, we would like to be at the top of our class or to win the Medal of Honor or to make the honor roll or get the corner office, come in first place. These are ways we pursue glory, a sense of value and importance in our world. And this is what Jesus was speaking about. But the glory Jesus is speaking about is also shocking. He is telling the disciples that where he is going will bring glory to him and to the Father. And he is speaking of the cross. Again, this is difficult for us to comprehend. The cross was defeat and death and suffering, being impaled on a wooden implement of torture. Well, it seems anything but glorious. It's horrific and scandalous in every way. 
But because Jesus has faced the cross for you and me, the horrors of the cross now reveal the glory of the loving sacrifice of Jesus, the Son of God, for us. The cross has become something of beauty rather than something of revulsion, a sign of love, even more than a sign of punishment and death. In what Jesus did, the value system of our world is shown for what it is, called into question and shown to be shallow. Think about it for a moment. We celebrate the warrior that wins the battle claiming the victor's prize, but Jesus died in the battle. He fell on the grenade, you might say, in heartbreaking defeat so that we might live. Which has greater glory? We know the answer to that question. It's the cross. No greater love has any person than this and to lay down his life for his friends. Now, as Jesus speaks of, of this, the disciples cannot yet understand. When Jesus first explained the course he would have to walk, Peter told him, well, no, that was not going to happen. And Jesus told Peter, get behind me, Satan. You see, Satan had already tempted Jesus with the idea that he could have the crown without the cross. He didn't need to suffer to fulfill his mission. Satan was trying to sell Jesus on cheap love, one that requires no sacrifice, no real self-giving. And of course, Jesus didn't bite. His desire, as he told the disciples, was to glorify his Father. And this would also bring him glory. Now, I want to return to that question we started with today, but ask it in a little different way. What has most value in your life? Perhaps thinking about weight and glory and value, you see things differently now. And this is what happened to the disciples, the first believers on the other side of the cross. Indeed, their whole world was turned upside down by Jesus. They valued loving and serving their neighbors more than gaining wealth for themselves. And they began using what they have to serve and love people rather than using people to gain more for themselves. I think when we understand the cross and how Jesus has loved us, our perceptions also begin to change. We see the weight of true glory in Jesus and in his cross. And it is this single truth that begins to be, be transformative in the way we see ourselves in the world. Would you pray with me? Father God, our breath is taken away when we think of the glory of Jesus. As we, as we see the cross, reorient our hearts and minds based on what Jesus has done for us. In his name we pray, amen.